Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. We're back. Yes. So there's been some chatter recently in the fandom about the next two things we're going to talk about. Well, one thing. May, may I say yes. why? Okay, so on Twitter, the Backstreet Boys account um, sent out a tweet and asked, you can only listen to one BSB album for the rest of your life. Which one do you choose? And then had like a collage of the albums, but without um, Unbreakable and This Is Us in them. What? So So this is very topical. So we're going to do album reviews. So there's been Yay. some like outrage in the fandom and people are like, just because Kevin wasn't in these albums, why are they? Does it like, really count? Look? Yeah. So and they all count because the money went towards everything during those eras. I suppose you're right. So, yes. Oh, shoot. Let me pull up the. But it's not like uh, some people are like the Backstreet Puritans would say it's not true Backstreets because one of the Backstreets were missing. So I wouldn't uh, say that. I think that I think it depends like, on your perspective of it not being a true Backstreet Boys album because some people may not like Kevin and we're like oh it's okay with the four I, I'm just I saying there's sometimes people have said that yeah. I also feel that perhaps it was also at a time when the because as we've spoken before how like music is cyclical so this was kind of like a little bit on the way down when these albums came out i believe we were either in college university or kind of just finishing off so we weren't teenagers anymore and there was like a lot of other stuff going on at that time i believe so um, i think personally that that i'm assuming we're gonna do unbreakable first right unbreakable yeah yeah okay for me personally i thought this album was kind of like a um Kevin's not here to tell us what to do, so we're going to experiment with some different genres. That's kind of the vibe I got. I don't know if that's kind of what you guys thought. Like, what yes. do you think? I now, also were... got that vibe, yes. Now, were they without a label at this point? or No, they were still with the label. Okay, oh, was, so... was there a point they weren't with a label? Uh, yes. I believe it was DNA was the, the one without the label. Yes, the one you're right. That. No. No. Wasn't it DNA? Like no. Oh yeah, sorry. In a world like this, yes. That is oh, right. Oh yeah, that I believe yes. did not have a label. In a world like this, yes. Diane, can you confirm? Sorry, what? Was in a world in a like world? this. What am I confirming? In a, in a world, world like this. this. That's the one where they didn't have a label. Yes. yes. And that's very apparent if you've yes. listened to that album. Yes. Okay. And so if you if you watch also the documentary. Right. All right. So I do a quick, as I usually do, a quick Wikipedia thing about this album. So we would expect nothing less. Unbreakable is the Backstreet Boys' sixth studio album, the fifth in the U.S. So this is six worldwide. Uh, Released October 24th, 2007 in Japan, October 30th in the United States by Jive Records. It was the first of two consecutive Backstreet Boys albums as a quartet without Kevin Richardson, who departed the group in 2006 to pursue other interests. And he rejoined in 2012 for their 2013 in a world like this album. And without involvement, without involvement from longtime producers and friends, Max Martin and Christian London. Yep. who have worked on all of the group's previous albums. 
Uh, very apparent. Really quick yep. here. Yep. July 2007, it was announced the Backstreet Boys would release the new album in October. Uh, the first album in two years. Rumored titles of the album included End to Beginning, Picking Up the Pieces, and Motivation. Before Brian and AJ confirmed on August 13th, it was unbreakable. Uh, producers include Dan Muckala, Muckala, who produced the Dan Muckala, Tim Muckala, uh, who produced the band's 2005 hit single okay. "Incomplete," and Rob Wells, the first Backstreet Boys album that former member Kevin Richardson was involved with. Uh, yes. So there was he also Kevin also wanted to start a family, so that's why also. And yes. then he was also into acting like and, the yes. you know timeless classics such as Bert's <laughs> Vampire Bird Serenade. I think he was also wearing dresses at this point. Kevin was going through some stuff, guys, and it's okay. We all have our mental breaks, you know. So good for him, but also yes. bad for us. Good for him for being able to take away and then the boys didn't need to replace him and then he was welcome back uh it says footage of the backstreet boys in pre-production and recording the album was featured in the reality series house of carters ah yes when brian was blurred out from that episode ah i did not watch that episode because i watched maybe one or two episodes of house of carters and it gave me anxiety so i stopped watching it yeah yeah so i'm just like hold on other people what is Lydia saying? She said, hang on, but keep reading. All right. In an interview with In Rock magazine, Brian Litchell said the album would include various music styles combining their earlier late 90s sound with more recent guitar-driven pop rock sound. Members of the Backstreet Boys themselves co-wrote five tracks on the album along with longtime songwriter Jeremy Carpenter from Kentucky, including intro. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. They were finishing up the record. Anyways, so they came out... And there we go. This one had two singles, Inconsolable, which came out August 27th, and Helpless When She Smiles, which came out January 15th of the next year. Okay, so there's other stuff, but I'm not going to read it. So shall Jen, we get started? What's the other stuff? Now, we're, now I'm curious. Okay. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys fully abandoned the Max Martin sound of many of their early hits and instead worked with different producers to sound like an adult vocal group. I told you! I told you it was a... It was an experimental. Okay. Yes. All right. I was right. Dan McCullough, producer and co-writer of the group's song Hit Complete, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was a bunch of other. Uh, fellow boy band veteran JC of NSYNC collaborated with the Backstreet Boys, providing upbeat pop for the group in his production and songwriting. And I think album, it was Treat Me Right, right? I don't, we'll get to that when we get to Okay, that. yes. Sorry. So uh, the sound leans towards adult contemporary and contemporary pop music, interwoven choral harmonies piano strings and guitars and drums so there you go anywho wonderful thank you for sharing no problem so the very first track if we want to call it that is called intro um there are no writers and producers of this 58 second track and it's it's kind of acapella-y I think it's like more like a reintroducing themselves without Kevin. I think so. So, yes. hey guys, look at us. We're four members. I said it, like- it was, I wrote it was very AJ heavy. And the first time I listened to it, I texted the girls. Um, okay, so first, before I get into this, I just want to say that as much as I'm like, oh, I can't believe people don't care about like the Kevin albums and blah, 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 the Kevin List albums. Then I was like, I literally do not remember this album. 
at all. When I heard the intro, I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Because I do not recall this at all. I must, we must have the album or maybe we just heard a couple of the songs, but like, I do not have no recollection of it coming out. I don't remember any of this. So apologies to the hardcore Backstreet Boys fans who are listening to this and like being like, you're a horrible person because like, for shame, Cynthia, for shame, literally have no idea. But I think I messaged a girl something like this sucks. And um, if this intro has anything to do with the rest of this album, I will not want to make any more comments. So um, yeah. So anyways, it was better the second time I listened to it, which was today. You could definitely hear a lot of the AJ and they have, obviously we know the Backstreet Boys have good vocal harmonies. So and then they kind of did something where they like mentioned the last song. Yeah, I noticed that. The unsuspecting yeah. afternoon. So I don't know if it was sort of like, ooh, it's kind of like Sorry. this is new to the end. It's literally a, a clip of that song. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what? I mean they're just singing part of that song a cappella. Yes. Uh, so. And if I'm not mistaken, like they've never yeah. done this for any other albums. This is just their one time they've done a weird little intro. If I yeah, Eric Carter's yes. done it, but not Backstreet. No. All right, so that was me. I don't know. Are we going like around? Is it like me, Sophia, Lydia, Diane, or how do you guys? I thought it? we were doing like the regular way that we usually do when we're sitting at the table. So. Is... Me, Lydia. So this Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, that's what I thought. Don't Diane. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sophia. Chandler, Sophia, so, Lydia. It's because me and Chandler sit together in the frame. Uh, right. We're not doing that today. So yeah, let's do Chandler. Sophia, Lydia, Dan. I feel like that's okay. cyclical. You know, if you're not watching this on YouTube, we are all separately here. We are all, yes. <laughs> it's my, like Brady Bunch almost. My room is yeah. a disaster. It is really a lot of garbage. I'm so sorry. My right cat now. was trying to sniff a lit candle. Right. I had to put it out. Everything is fine now. Okay. So we can right, proceed. Sophia, how would you yeah. like intro? I love their when they do acapella. So I obviously like that song. And like I said, it was like reintroducing themselves without Kevin. A nice intro. All right. Lydia. Uh, I wrote, yikes, what the hell is this? Because I'm like, what is this? And yeah, Sunday afternoon, like what? Unsuspecting afternoon, what the hell is going on here? So yes, this definitely set the tone for me. Spoiler, this is probably not going to be a very favorable album review for me. Just letting you know. So are you guys just saying unsuspecting and then afternoon and then Sunday? Because it's three words all together. Unsuspecting Sunday afternoon. It's a what? Okay. I just want, I was like, why do you keep missing a word? It's just so weird. Sorry. Okay. No, no, it's true. Okay. Anyways, what do you think? I don't know. It's not a real song. It's just, it's an intro. I feel like this is a thing that people used to do at some point. Um, I didn't didn't think in 2007 that was a thing that people still did. Um, Yeah, it was like trendy. I think that they were like taking it back to when they were from the beginning where they would always like drop acapella. Um, Like they would do like, but then there's no outro. Like I feel like it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, granted, the song is the outro. That's what I was going to say. Unsuspecting Sunday Afternoon on the album is the last song. So yeah. I guess that's sort of what they're going for there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's fine. It's just weird. That's all. I, I, I think it was unnecessary. 
I All saw right. what they were going for. From the beginning, they did that, so they yeah. wanted to bring it back. I understand. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they needed it. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I understand. Agreed. And that's why we all have different opinions. That's right. Games are like buttholes. Everyone's got one. Exactly. Yes. All right, I'm just going to leave that. All right, moving on to number two. Uh, speaking of buttholes. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, yes. I just said opinions are like buttholes, and then number two. <laughs> Track number two, buttholes. <laughs> But is it really even? I don't even know. Like, I don't even, do I don't even count that in track number one. Do we? It, it's almost a minute long. It counts as a track. I'm sorry. Not everyone has talked been born about with a it longer than the intro actually is. Was it? Did we review another boy band album that had an intro? Didn't we? BTS? Oh, maybe. BTS had that weird thing in the middle that yes. was like a clip of them talking. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was but it 98 Degrees who had an intro? There was another. I remember this, guys. Yes. If you remember, there we did that had an intro. I mean, I believe I had the same opinion. I think it was 98 Degrees. I think it was 98 Degrees. But I feel like they did they take clips of things? I don't know. I have no, I don't remember. Or am I just thinking of them in concert, which could possibly be it? But possibly. Anyways. Aaron did right, have so. one where he was prank calling someone. <laughs> But that's okay. a boy band adjacent. Yes. Oh, also, yeah. I'm sorry. Not everyone has been born without an asshole. I'm sorry. Some people. Oh my god! Can we not talk about this kid again? <laughs> Just so you guys. There's know. a previous episode, which is very long. Be... I didn't mean to be anist against anyone. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. All right. Moving <laughs> along <laughs> to the second song on this, as we are like 13 minutes in. Uh, it's called "Everything But Mine." <laughs> Written by Dan McCullough. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. How the fuck do I you think it's M- Mukla. I think it's okay. M-U-C-K-A-L-A. Mukla. Mukla. All right. The Tim Mukluck thing, by the way, was a joke from Breaker High. So, all right. So, Dan Mukla, Jess Cates, and Lindy Robbins. And it was produced by Mukla. All right, everything but mine. I my my comments on this are upbeat. <laughs> That's all I wrote. Wow, I have already forgotten the song. So yes, good times. All right, okay. I wrote. I like the beat. I really enjoy um, the lyric. You're my calm when my world is crashing. My heart, my blood, my passion. Tell me why? Why you're everything, everything but mine. That's there. So I like that song. All right. Very good. All right. That sounds good. Um, I wrote, what is this techno BS? This does not sound like a Backstreet Boys song. Because this is like this is like the the preview into like, oh, they're doing something they haven't normally done before. It does not sound like Backstreet. But you're right, because I, I, I remember thinking it was kind of jarring because it went straight from that, like, acapella, acapella thing to, like, this. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. I was like, I'm now very confused on what this album's, like, tone is. Same. But, Same. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I mean, Chinzia kind of said it and Lydia kind of said it. And, I mean, I don't, we don't, we don't, we definitely, obviously don't all share the same opinion, but... Um, this is 
I'm just gonna say this now. Also, uh, this is far and away my least favorite Backstreet Boys album. Yeah. Um, and mostly it's because I know what they're capable of, and I know the kind of like song quality that they can come out. I mean, a lot of the beginning was Max Martin, and you know they had good producers and writers and things behind them. But yeah, a lot of this is just. Uh, it, to use the un, you know, prefix, unnecessary and unremarkable. Um, like a lot of it is just like, okay, good try. I don't know. When you did the spoiler JC thing, um, yeah. I didn't know that. And then I was trying to yeah. guess before you said it, which song it was going to be. And then I thought it might be this one because this sounds like it could be some weird JC shit. That's true. And I was like, and then when you said what it's going to be, I was like, oh, I guess I get that too. I did. But say it could have been this. Yes. No, that's a valid that's point. True. That is very true. All right. JC's All right. Based our little. Eh. Right. Like it's JC's either like hit it out of the park or like it's a you know bun. Well, it's a space cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah All right. Exactly. All right. So when we hit number three, finally a song that we know, inconsolable, written by Jess Cates, Emmanuel Karakow, and Lindy <laughs> Robbins, and it was produced by Karakow. All right, obviously, this is a classic song. It is slow, but is it's Is it a good. classic song? It's a classic song as in, I knew this song. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry, I just want to make sure. Yes, okay. And they actually do perform this in concert because a lot of times, I feel like in some of the things, they're like, oh, they forget about these albums. I'm like, mm, I've heard some of these songs in concert, so it's not like they totally forget these albums. Exist. Have they performed this song outside of the Unbreakable Tour? I don't know. I feel like I've heard it before. Yeah, I feel like I've heard it at a concert. Just an Unbreakable tour, though. I I haven't heard it anywhere else. Did I go to the Unbreakable? I don't know. I feel like I've heard this song. Yeah, this is when when we met them, right? I thought this was the in this time frame when we met them, possibly. this, This is definitely a single. Definitely a single. Yes, this, this was, was the first single yes. from this album. Maybe Correct. that's yes. why I know it because it had a yeah. music video. Yeah, all the music video mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like blue sepia. No. Is this the one where they're like on stage? No, like they're like something? there's part at a beach. Nick's laying in the sand. He has a red sweater on. Uh, Brian's in some weird room looking out a window. Okay, okay, maybe that's like, like, why or something. Aj's wearing glasses and like a hat, which is not unusual, but like you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I know it's not. There's no concept. It's not a concept video. It's just them singing. So like yeah, this album. It, it looks like this. If that oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that's why I know it. Maybe because it was a single. I don't know. But yes, I feel like not to not to speak on your behalf or interrupt you. But I feel like a lot of people get this song in incomplete confused. Yes, because yeah. yes! they both start with an I. They both start well, with an I and C. In. Oh. Yes. Yes. And um, but incomplete is obviously a thousand times better. Is this the one yes. where they climb the walls? Yes. I climb the walls. That one? Is yes. that this yes. one? Yes. 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 No, I, I don't the know. The clock is stuck on thoughts of you and me. Mm-hmm. That one. This is that's this one. Because baby, I don't want to waste another day. 
I like the song. Okay. I like the song. I thought it was good. Anyways, I don't remember who is. Was that me? That was yeah. buddy. Yes. Oh, sorry. I we feel like it was everyone. Okay. <laughs> it's Sophia time. All right. Um, I said I liked it. I really enjoy that baby. I don't want to waste another day. Yeah, that's, I like it. Yeah. Um, this is the only song to have gotten a star on my list. Me too. Oh. Yeah, Yikers, my guy. Uh, anyway, it, I said, okay, this one is just so good. It's actually delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Nice. Were no. you hungry I'm at deli- the time? I was hungry at the time. Okay. I don't know why I said actually delicious. I'm going to cross it out. Okay. This is a power ballad. It just makes you like pump your chest. You're like, baby. You definitely want to sing along, you know? So good. Yeah. But like, I can see how this and Incomplete can like get interchanged. It starts with an eye. Yeah. You know what? This, this guy. This is like the only banger that's on this, in my opinion. I love this song because it's it's good. It was this is a sound. This is a Backstreet sound, yes. and it's surprising that that one did well. Not surprising. Like you guys figured out a formula and it works. But I can understand you don't want to be in a box, right? As a as an artist, you just like let me try something different, right? But it's anyways, good to switch it. it up a little. Yeah, D, what's your thing? Um, again, it's fine. It's definitely it's fine. You know, it's fine. Um, it's mm. what what you said is true. Like it's kind of it fits in that classic Backstreet Backstreet in terms of like the boy bands are like kind of king, the kings of the mid tempo. You know, like you really have like some bangers from In Sync that are like the upbeat, like fucking you know whatever. And then you yeah. you kind of have the like ninety eight degrees killing the like ballady kind of thing and then backstreet really does that middle of the road where it's not slow and boring but it's not ripping your clothes off as lydia would say mm-hmm. right say. It's, it's just a nice mid-tempo driving in your car kind of sing-along song yeah um, and this fits, this fits in there. I, it really bothers me that the clock is stuck on thoughts of you and me. This, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Um, I don't even well, remember that lyric. It maybe bothered the clock. me since 2007. Um, maybe they have a Weasley clock, right? Cause that doesn't tell time. It just tells right. where you are, if you're in mortal danger and all that other stuff. Like so how like, can a clock, I, I don't know. It's because time it's, is stuck on it. It's like those bird clocks that have the different birds. I know you hate birds, Shinzia. But that like, clock, gave, that commercial gave me an anxiety attack once. <laughs> but like maybe thoughts of you and me is like one of like the numbers, and then the battery died, and it's just like stuck. So that's it. why they're stuck on Backstreet time, because they don't understand what time is. Time is <laughs> a time construct is made only by man. Man is the only animal that counts time. Well, I know that line has bothered me for years. Fair enough. And I know it, it, that, that line has ruined the song for you. It ruined the song for me. I don't even remember. Why did you say that line? It's Is like it in the chorus. In the beginning. I think it's in the second verse. Oh. Um. Don't yeah. worry, Detective Chinzia is on it. She's gonna look it up. But I, whenever I. Think <laughs> Of inconsolable, 
I think of that stupid clock and I'm like, stupid clock. And then I just, I don't want to like, hear anymore because clock, I'm mad about the clock. What if it, it was a digital I don't clock? know, maybe just like accuracy. I mean, there's a lot of bash whistles. Well, my friend, it's in the first verse, but it's in the second part, half of the first mm. verse. So it starts off, then it goes to Brian. And the, the line is, I try to sleep, yeah, but the clock is stuck on the thoughts of you and me. A thousand more regrets unraveling. Oh. Oh. Why is the clock stuck? What is happening? Come on, what is this? Like you can't, Amazing. you can't sleep because the clock is stuck. On a thought. Look at this more like it's, it's a concept of time. I think it's just mostly like they wanted to have some words there. I don't think it's like we can I know clocks can make a fool out of you, but because like if they're like stuck, you're like, oh, it's only six o'clock. They're like, um, you're late for work, dipshit. And you're like, oh, my God, the clock ran out of batteries. But a, a broken clock is right at least twice a day. That's so true. that's why they just put that song lyric, because they wanted to convey everything that Lydia just said. Yes. Yes. All I'm just saying, since 2007, when I think, when I see Inconsolable, I just think about the clock is stuck on, the first thing that pops in my mind is the clock is stuck on thoughts of you and me, and I'm like, this stupid clock. I I think that what you're saying is you want a clock like that for your birthday. Shinzia can make it on the cricket. Noted. (laughs) No, but it's true, though, because sometimes, like, a lyric will just, like, drive you nuts. Like, for example, in Taylor Swift our song it says when we're on the phone and we talk real slow because it's late and your mama don't know it should not be slow it should be low you're talking low because if you were talking slow your mama would think you're nuts like and like that part has always and i was like no that can't be the and i listened to it i looked up lyrics it is slow and i'm like low low makes more sense do not say slow Yep, valid, valid points I understand your rational rage over certain song lyrics. So yeah. I can understand that. All right. We can good? We go. Are you still inconsolable or can we move? She climbs a wall. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. So our fourth song is something that I already know. Whole bunch of new writers on this one. We have Mitch Allen, Zukon Bay, Kara. Diogardi and David Hodges and it was produced by Alan Diogardi and Hodges so something that I already know so first off I was like I don't know this song and then it got to the chorus and I was like oh I know this song so I was very excited um would you say something that you already know yes I would (laughs) say that when I was just like what the fuck is this and I was like oh I know this song okay and I said it was very I like it and it was very AJ and Nick heavy is pretty much what I said. So that's I it. said I like it. I like the chorus. Something that I already know. I know. I know. I know. Something that I already know. Sorry, I just like the song. Sophia's in a singing mood today, guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I thought I'm like it's just okay. It's mediocre. It's trying to be inconsolable, but it isn't. But it isn't. 
That's funny because the <clears throat> the two songs do sound very similar, and they're back yeah. to back. Which is um, back to back. So I was going to say that also. That does sound really similar to Inconsolable, but I don't think it's worse. I think it's the same, if no. not maybe, in my opinion, a little better. Well, it makes sense. I put a bother me. So in my opinion. It has a leg up. All right. Insolvable. Way to go. Something that I already know. Doesn't have a clock in there. Oh, dear. Well, they do talk about, I don't want to wait another minute. True. There's a concept of time. Yeah. True. I see. It all logically makes sense. All right. right. Valid point. Valid. Sounds good. Okay. So the next song was their second single. Single. (laughs) Single. Uh, Helpless When She Smiles. It was written by Brett James, Amy Mayo, Troy Verges, and Chris Lindsay, and John Shanks produced it. Shanks. I believe this is also a cover that they did. Somebody well, else sings this song. Link, so. What? They make covers? Yes. I believe this was just, we discussed this once. I recall. You ask the same thing, and you're like, what? Actually, you have the same reaction, Lydia. Helpless When She Smiles is covered from Dutch singer Bastian Ragus, who released the single in his, on his 20, 2005 album, Outro Gas. Okay. Uh, the music video for Helpless When She Smiles was shot in the Joshua Tree National Park in California. It was directed by Bernard Gurley. Uh, it came out December 12th on Yahoo Music. The video was filmed in color, then stripped to appear black and white, depicting the boys standing in a spacious cornfield. It features helicopter shots, and it was only one of two Backstreet Boys videos to do so. The other one being more than that. The video peaked at number one on Much More Music's Top 10 Countdown. Oh, that's us. Go Canada. Yeah. Much More Music. That was like the older contemporary shit so mm-hmm. all right well anyways um did not know any of that stuff i do not actually recall the video but okay um so in this one i i wrote down some lyrics that's uh that i liked so i'm a house of cards in a hurricane i thought that was a good visual it's like this, this i'm a house of cards gonna... in a hurricane <laughs> and and then, uh, he drives me crazy and drives me wild was another one i'm like oh so it's like you know it's just broad crazy but i love her anyways type thing i believe because he is helpless when she smiles that's and I right it, so that's and that's what i got i agree with your thoughts i also basically put the same thing hmm. <laughs> i put <laughs> meh not totally remarkable. I just, yeah, I just could not get into this album, guy, my guy. I don't know, just like. I agree with Lydia. Didn't like it when it came out. Really was annoyed that this was the choice for the second single. I got the first one, even though I don't think it's the best song. I get it. Uh, this one I did not get. I was like, why? The, even now that I know it's a cover, of a song that's only two years old by some random Dutch guy. I'm like, this of all the songs in the world, of all the songs in the world <laughs> to cover, this is the one you chose? And this is the one you chose to release as your second single of your first album without Kevin. 
cool. Yeah. Kevin's probably sitting at home, like made the right decision. Like, right, I yeah. like true, but I can't really think of any other songs that were actually good on this album. Also good point. Uh, I can think of many that are not many. This is not a great album. Okay. I can think of some that are better than this one. In fact, most are better than this one though. I don't like this one. I got, I got it's manipulative too, right? It's like, oh, she's an asshole, but I love her. Wait, she's mad. That's not how it goes. But she's an asshole, but I love her. It's no, like, I, kind of, I feel like it, whatever. I agree with Lydia. It's very like superficial. Like, oh, she's crazy and an asshole, but I, she's hot, so I'm sticking yeah, with her. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Find the... I'm gonna rob a bank. What do you think? <laughs> It's like, okay, I guess so. We'll let you go. Because I'm helpless when she says. Okay, anyways, yeah, I'm both right, so Sorry. This, I don't like it either. You feel that like he's in an abusive relationship then? Is that what they... No, I just think... I don't... I didn't think it was right, that, so but chorus, hey. The chorus is, I'm a house of cards in the hurricane, a reckless ride in the pouring rain. She cuts me and the pain is all I want to feel. She'll mm-hmm. dance away just like a child. She drives me crazy, drives me wild, but I'm helpless when she smiles. <laughs> so he so knows basically. she's bad for her. She's Him. nuts. But she's good looking, so. Has a nice smile. It's like, have you guys heard of that, like, crazy syndrome thing? Yes. Yes. It's like, it's like a chart. It's a graph. It's like yes. hot and crazy ratio. Mm. Like yes. Like and then, like, you, you have to be, like this hot to be this crazy and you know yes. that kind of thing so if you're like super hot you can be super crazy right. you know makes sense math man so love life is math Graphs. life is okay math. Well, math is life okay so we're good with help when she smiles we're good there all right number okay. six any other way that is written by dam mccullough <laughs> Whatever, Just Kate's Lindy Robbins again, produced by Mukla. Whatever. Um, I wrote it had a rock vibe, and it was very Nick heavy, is what I put. So I don't know. That's pretty much all I got for that one. This one is not bad. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, I put Z Z Z. It's kind of painful. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, This one's okay for me. I do feel like if you're trying to get into the album, like if you're listening to it, like all in one sitting and not just like the songs in isolation, um, this is where you're going to start to zone out. Uh, If you haven't already in High Plus When She Smiles, but I think some people like that song. I don't really know why. It's not for me, but I know some people like it. Um, but really, once you hit this point, you might have had a little bit of like, ooh, with the first one, everything but mine. But like, inconsolable, and then something that I already know, and then help us when she smiles, and then this. And it's all very the same, and it's all very like drony and singy, and a lot of like, you know, whatever. And you're just, <sighs> yeah. you know, yeah. but it's so- okay. If I listen to the song in isolation, it's not that bad. I, I like it better than, like I said, some of the other ones. It, it's it's all right. Oh, yeah. So this dude is. So to be fair, this yeah. song is good live, like in concert. I find some songs are better in concert. They perform this one in concert. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I guess. 
if I believe it was right? any other way, and then it went into everyone, which is one of my favorite songs. Oh, okay. uh, so different. we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, so pretty much it's about she's gone and he's all upset again. It's like, I can't imagine any other way. A world without you is only wasted space. You're gone and I'll always wonder why can't it be any other way, any other way. It's like, what was me? I'm alone. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Okay. Next, one in a million. Uh, this is actually written by Brian, AJ, Howie, Nick, Dan Mukla. Uh, Jess Cates and Lindy Robbins and Mukla produced it as well. <coughs> I'm deaf. You want it? Not, not COVID. You're going to do it. All right. So <coughs> I just was like, uh, I wrote, I do not remember this one. And then when I saw the title, I was like, ooh. And then I was thinking of S Club. <coughs> uh, Two in a million, we got. I'm like, that's a good one. Um, that is not this song. And I said it had an old timey beat and vibe to it. It was kind of like, I don't know, old timey is what my notes. <laughs> I like this song. You're one in a million. You're going the distance, babe. Lydia, is there another song about one in a million that's in Miss Congeniality? Yes, I'll let Sophia finish, and I was going to take that point. Yes. That's all I got. That's it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, whenever I think of this song, yes. It was was the one in a million from Bosson. 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 And it was in Miss Congeniality when they're all dressed up. One in a million. Once in a lifetime. Yes. Like that song is way better. So when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, is that this song?" And I was like, "Oh, it's not that song." Totally different artist. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, like whenever hey, I think of that, the boys do covers, so you never know. They yeah, so let's not cover they only songs. cover shit songs from Dutch Thank people, you. anyways. Exactly. Yes, D. Okay, but um, one in a million. I wrote not a fan. Comes off as really depressing, no doubt vibes like Gwen Stefani, no doubt. Oh, okay, like, all right. That's I kind of I, I heard that and I was just like, huh, okay. So, like, this is definitely the experimental album, 100%. So weird that like Chinzia saying old timey and then you're saying no doubt because I was like, I kind of get a weird like RB vibe off this, oh, okay, song. okay. Um, but the the tempo of this song is so weird. Yeah. It's like they're singing really slow, but then there is this backbeat that it kind of makes me think that they should be going at a faster thing, but that, I don't know, it's very weird. I think this might be my least favorite song. Uh, it's just, when you said they wrote it, I was like, ouch, it shows. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Almost Matt Smartin vibes. Yeah, this ain't no Max Smartin. Ooh, sorry. Yikes. Yeah. So this one, I think, is about a girl who has no confidence in herself or whatever. She wakes up with the sun. She throws on her clothes, hoping her car will start. Yeah, the they make, she makes fraps. Like, oh, come on. It's so... She ties oh. up her hair. Her makeup is smeared. She screams on the pain. Like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. It, so- it's really... It, it does show that they wrote this because it kind of... When I think of oh. some other, like cringy Backstreet Boy songs, I'm like, mm, yeah. This part, if I could be the light, is this one? If I could be the light, 
Did that, is this the song? Because I kind of like that part. Of no, that right. one is later on. I'll, yeah, that's no, later no, on. I'll show you. No. Okay, so it's not that song. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, One in a Million could have been on a different album. That's not the Backstreet Boys because it sucks. Okay, Panic. All right, so Panic is written by Brian, AJ, Howie, Nick, uh, our buddy Muckla, and Billy Mann. <laughs> and Muckala has produced this. I'm just going to say it every way I can. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, I feel like I have it right. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so for in my very Panic. tiny note, at this point I started laying down, so my notes are harder to read because I was tired. Uh, so I said it was upbeat. I said it sounds vaguely familiar. Then I put you're always walking away. You're always walking away. Only panda One step at the end. Oh, oh I was like, there's something called panic. Like, they don't mention panic at all, but then I found that at the end, Brian panic. screams it out. And I was just like, oh, they all scream it out at the end. And I was just like, well, okay, fine. Um, and then I wrote, I'm sorry. I don't know why I wrote, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that part of the It's lyric? in part of the song, yes. Okay. It's quite an um, interesting dance in concert. <laughs> is this the one where Nick is just, like, flailing around? I think yes. something. He does some interesting dance moves oh i'm incorrect panic is also mentioned in verse two so there you go i've made mistakes i've been an addict a blind fanatic don't you know you're not immune to the panic so i don't you're always walking away i don't know yeah and then it says i'm already dead i'm like what the fuck so yeah i have no idea what the song's about oh so. my all right okay well I enjoy this one. <laughs> you know what, Sophia? You be you. You gotta we gotta the whole point um, of this podcast. I think I think it's very fun. Um in concert, it is hilarious to see Nick dancing. I enjoy it. Is this so. the one that is almost like the scarecrow dance that you made up? I believe yes. Yeah, so he's I crazy. always likened it to like sort of a wilder, crazier version of that Carlton dance. Ah, yes, yes. Um, yes. also one. Yes, it's it was very much like meme culture within the Backstreet fandom when you talk mm -hmm. about the, pan the panic dance. Yeah. Nick was yes, just wildly flailing. Yes. Um. So. Uh, that's why I always remember this song also just because it's literally the only song from this album that I ever have a memory of them singing live only in that unbreakable thing and they would yeah they would be dead because it's like not to cut you guys off and whatever but it's like kind of one of the only up-tempo songs on this album and so they were like dancing like they had choreography and it was just, it was wild, man. It was wild. It was very interesting, but enjoyable. Good. All right. Um, uh, for my thoughts for Panic was, nope. Um, I got, like, very, like, okay. And, like, the tempo was, like, okay, so do you guys remember that song from Gorilla's Feel Good? Do you remember? Possibly. Feel good. And it's like, like, I got like I got that kind of vibe where like everything was like up down up down up down up down, um, but I was not a fan. 
Yeah, um, I think this one is, like I said, I, I like that it's kind of up-tempo, and I do think the overall beat of it is good. Like, the music is good. The lyrics are super cringe, though. Again, uh, clear that it was written by them. Um, so that kind of makes it not the best. Yeah. But, you know, you can kind of, like, you can, I, I was not bored as I was up until this point. Okay. So that's something as well. And I, this, is is memorable, this is a memorable song from the album. I just didn't remember that the lyrics were so cringy. But I think if you don't listen too hard, it's good. Is that a good critique? Like, if you're not taking it too seriously okay yes it's a fun song all righty so that was panic so next we have you can let go uh you can let go dan jess kates lindy robbins um when i saw this whatever um when i saw this immediately my mind went to a different song and I was very confused. And then I remembered that was a Canadian country song called You Can Let Go da- Now Daddy, um, which was about like this girl growing up and her dad's like, you know, helping her. And then eventually he dies at the end of the song. It's just like it. Oh. But anyways, but I saw that You Can Let Go and I was like, what? I was like, they didn't do this song. And then I listened to the song. I was like, nope, that's an entirely different song. The other one is by Crystal Shawanda, if you want to look that up. Um, no, anyways, yes. that's your. Role. At like the time, I was working for a country radio station, and that was like the song that was out at that time. Anywho, so I wrote Person struggling in love. You can let go around them. There ain't nothing you can do to make it, <laughs> to make me run away. You know what? I'm just going to look at the lyric. Something okay. That there is ain't amazing. You to make me turn away from you. Sorry, my lyric, my my handwriting got really small, and it's hard to see. So, um, so I put a check mark beside this because clearly I kind of like this song, <laughs> um, but I didn't remember the song. Um, okay. Yeah. So, it's it was. This is the one where they're like, you know, like she, okay, you can let go. Yeah, so this is the one where she's, like, struggling internally and there's a lot of stuff going on. And he's like, you don't need to, like, you know, hide this. You can let go and you can tell me and I'll be here for you no matter what type thing is. So I, I like the message of the song. So there you go. That's that's what I got. This song I don't like. It's very boring. So a thumbs down for me. <laughs> um, I wrote down depressing vibes. It sounds like a happy song, but it's really not. Okay. Just, I don't know, man. Because the whole world is turning against you. I'm not going to turn against you, but. Just like, but no, yes, like the, the vibe, sound. the sound. Like the sound of it, it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, no thanks. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was at this point that I kind of came up with a theory. Oh. Okay. That. They're depressed that Kevin left? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. But, uh,. I don't think that's a theory. I think that's a known fact. Um, A theory that people who like this album are people who like country music. um, Okay. Yeah. Because I can see that. I was going to say that next. um, 
this song and the next song are very country vibes and i don't know why no one talks about that like when dna came out they were like oh this is like what's that song ah shit that has the real and they were one. like you know they released it as a single no um, place that's it mm. I love it. Like, oh yeah and then like no place know, is fun I like you know, oh, this is like us trying to be country, and then there's another one. And drowning the is it? Drowning? Yes, drowning. drowning. Well, that's yes. a good one, though. Hey, hey, don't lump drowning in with that. That's mm. drowning is good. It has song. like a country vibe. Yeah, I don't even think drowning has that much of a country vibe compared to like this. Yeah, agreed. This to me sounds very country, and the next song. The next song, yep. maybe even more so. Yeah, definitely. I was yeah. going to say that, yeah. Um, and I was like, maybe that's why people like this album. Because I'm like, I feel like a lot of these songs could be country songs. Like, even if you take the ones from the top half and give it a little more guitar twang, I'm like, these could all be country songs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, not my favorite. Um, not a fan of this style of music. But this, the message of this song I thought was okay because it's kind of like don't give up, right? Like the way that I interpret it is the song yeah, like the lady that alone. they're with is having a rough time, you know, but he's there for her and like it's okay. You can let it go with me. You can tell me your problems and, you know, whatever. I, I see you that you're going through a hard time and whatever. So... The message of the song is nice. Um, kind of the opposite of panic. I like the lyrics. I'm not a fan of the music part. It's just a little too twangy <laughs> for me. All right. So skipping ahead to the next song. It's called Trouble Is. It was written by Pam Sheen. Martin Love is what the trouble is. And Don Mezcal and our buddy Shanks produced this one as well. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Right off the top, I said it has a country vibe. Howie kind of starts the song. It goes um, downhill like, from there, somehow. And then, uh, I, the, so we're like, what is the trouble? In case anyone is wondering, uh, love is what the trouble is. And also, the trouble is that I can't get her out of my mind. So, love and racing thoughts is what trouble is guys um and i said it was a leaving song so i guess she's leaving him so which love makes sense is what the trouble song. is after this album good oh yeah so i don't know i wrote not bad because i do like country music so i thought it was okay. not bad but this i definitely one... think this one was way more country than the other one i didn't even write country on the other one this one is 100 percent country I also thought this one was boring. This one like slaps you in the face with a tractor. Jesus. Because <laughs> like, love, love, love is hurting you, buddy. Love is hurting you. I know this sounds way too country. Barf. It's kind of weird that Howie is the country singer. Like, I don't know. Does that seem. Oh, no, thank you. Maybe Howie has a secret love of country. Like, I can Howie have a secret Ryan. love of money. Mm. Yeah. There you I go. It's secret either. Yeah. Um, that is also true. That's true. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think I just gave all my thoughts in the last review. This is one of those songs that I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
um, that Brian randomly will break out to in a lot. I feel like he randomly breaks out into this song a lot. And maybe that's why I also put it with like Southern country vibe. Cause that's kind of Brian's vibe. True. Um, I feel like this one, um, that's what she said. Oh, I love that one. Uh, that's not, Siberia, that's not and like he does the, Oh, Brian and gotta go thing. Like those are like Brian's five songs in my mind. Um, and I feel like this is one that he like randomly is like, trouble is I can't get her out of my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I gotcha. You live in Atlanta. Cool. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Like, <laughs> obviously. I don't know. I yeah. just, it's not my vibe. It, I, I don't no. vibe with this. No, but like, people do, like, cool. Just, it's not for me. All right. Yeah, same. Okay, so next up, number 11, Treat Me Right. This one is written by J.C. from from InSync, Ron Femster, and AJ. Why does Ron sound familiar? Is this a different Ron? Ronald McDonald. No. That's the only Ron um, I know. It was produced by Nephew. <laughs> Nephew. U, the letter U, and okay. JC. Um, okay, so I said it. Okay, so I said it was almost like a futuristic vibe at the start, or because huh. very futuristic, or there was like a clapping throughout the whole thing. There was like yes. a snapping, sort of like, yes. Uh, and then I have and then all, all you do is push my buttons in public. Um, so essentially, he wants to be respected, and she's always like saying, like crap and like putting him down in public but in private it's okay and he's like doesn't want to be treated that like garbage and wants to be treated nicer he's gonna leave maybe this is the chick from helpless when she smiles and he's finally all sack in the second half of the album (laughs) for this song i just remember in concert brian would take off his shoe and smell it and like and be like and I was like, okay, is this why is this part of the choreography? I do not remember that. But I mean, what part would he smell his shoe? I have no idea, but that's what I remember from the concert. I think it's an okay song. Someone you can't disrespect. Whoa, there's some. Oh, you got there. me twisted. Oh, you got me twisted. I'm not someone you just can't. You can't just disrespect. Oh, what if you were in my shoe? How would you feel if you there were in my you shoe? There you go, yes. That's Feeling right. Feeling used with a heart bruised. So that must be when he takes So he shoe. took off the shoe and he would like smell it. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you need to smell the shoe, but sure. Oh my God. After oh. a whole concert leg? Ugh, no thanks. Oh, Brian. <laughs> um, he's just, I, he's just a kooky character, though. right? Kooky character. Honestly, he guy. does have probably the best running shoes out of anyone. And he like paints them and does stuff. He's not head. like AJ. AJ like collects like the super expensive shoe, like all those ones. Mm-hmm. He has a huge collection. A- uh, Brian's like, I'm just going to paint these a fun color or make them holographic or something. Can I just say that women have been getting shit for years collecting shoes and now men are doing it and it's the coolest fucking thing ever. And you're just like, F you, buddy. Okay. Yeah, the sneakerheads, right? And just like mm-hmm. they wrap it in like cellophane, they display it on the wall. And you're just like, 
fuck off a little bit, guy. You know what I mean? This, like floating shoe display. Thing. Yes. <laughs> fuck off a little bit, guy. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, women love shoes, and it's like, yes, I do. But also, you like shoes too. If you didn't like shoes, you'd be walking around barefoot. Like, shut up, shut up, men, misogyny, BS. You know what? The was a capitalism guy. You too now. Now you're collecting stupid fucking shoes. Fuck mm. off. I just sorry. Okay. I'm mad. I'm mad about that. <laughs> and I think that the men of this planet generation. Know. Yeah. Also, yeah. they have running shoes, so those are always comfortable. Where the women's shoes are all like high heeled and painful. High heels mm. were invented by a man. Just so you know. Mm. Exactly. So crazy. All right. Sorry, didn't mean to get on a tangent there. Okay, so I wrote no for taking <laughs> treat me right. No, uh, it sounds like a song, but that I've heard, but I cannot put my finger on it. Now that you mentioned it was JC, it sounds like in sync. I knew it, like the duck in public, like that is them. That is an in sync uh, tempo. You know what I mean? So yeah, I guess I will give this half a star since I know that JC worked on it, but not even a full star. It's only a half star. Observe. So it's <laughs> a little bit. Okay, thank so you. Only, only a half star power. Uh, yeah. Apparently, here comes JC to save the album. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't say that. Okay, sorry. I like this one. I think it's okay compared to a lot of the other stuff. Like I'm like, okay, okay. I, I'm not hating this. You know, uh, I'm doing a little like of this. A little jig, a little, a little shoulder shake. Um, you know, it, it's it's a little like you know, get stuck in your head, kind of. You're always walking away. That like, you know, yeah. like it's very, um, again, in that sort of like pop R and B, hip hop kind of. It has a bit of that feel you know, which I prefer, like, which we're going to see a lot more of uh, when we review the next album, which is This Is Us. Uh, this kind of sound comes into play a lot more. And uh, that's much more my preference in terms of musical styles. <coughs> um, not a huge, like, country rock fan. I like pop music and I like, like, rap hip-hop or r&b kind of stuff i don't I, i'm not so much the other stuff so this is this to me i was like okay refreshing change from the two country songs yeah. I, I don't know if it's because it came right after that that maybe i was like oh, okay but i, I don't i, I kind of like this one all right excellent excellent all right so the next one is love will keep you up all night it is Love will keep uh, you up all night. And that is written by Billy Mann. And this is LT. a country song. I swear yeah, to this God. Oh, this is other country ones. Yeah. Isn't this Sorry. the lyric? It's always 3 a.m. somewhere. You'll know yeah, it when you get song. there. Something like that. Sure. I, I have no idea. I wrote <laughs> slow piano start reminds me of an 80s power ballad is what I wrote. Ballad, I think. 80s power ballad. Thank you. Uh, I just want to that you're speaking of. It's always 3 a.m. somewhere. You know it when you get there. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. 
Yeah. Yes. So that is the yes. She's confirming what I said. Yes. It's in verse two. Okay. All right, Sophia. Um, this song is not good, <laughs> but I like that lyric. So, at least it's something. I wrote. No, it feels so country. No, I did not get that from that. How do you not? Because I got yeah, the other one. Goes with the other two. Like if they put yeah. those three together, it would be a nice little country section. But they cut it off with the JC thing in the middle, in the in between. But this goes with the other two. It's just a weird. It was like, it was like, weird song at the beginning. Classic backstreet mid-tempo kind of boringness for a while. Now we're going country. And and I would like to hear a backstreet yeah. country album. I did the Joe, sort of Georgia Lions thing. Exactly. Lions? Oh god, I forgot about the God Your Mama and Me song. That's God Your Mama and Me. I like that one. Terrible. I like that song. No? Oh, it's the worst. It helps them get ba back to being big again. No? I don't think they need Jordan Forger Lines help. They're they're just fine. No, well, it kind of helps them, no? I think it helped them. She has a point. Yeah, why? Um, I just think it got them back in like the headlines. Mm -hmm. And then it was right after that that they got the Vegas residency and then that really you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I guess. It I got guess. it helped the ball rolling kind of thing. Diana okay. were trying to figure out where they were filming that. They're like, they're in Florida. We're like, where? Where in yeah, Florida? Yeah, yeah. We find this. We did not find it. Um, okay, so uh, nearing the end, guys. So number 13 is Unmistakable. Uh, it is our buddy McCullough. Um, Adam Anders. Who might feel like she's going to call him Buckala? Yeah. I know. I've always wanted to be like Buckala or something. And Anders um, produced it. So Unmistakable, I wrote... Unmistake. I wrote Donny Notes Familiar. I don't know what that means. Maybe the song. Were you asleep at this familiar? time? No. She definitely was. I wrote Dramatic. There'll cone a day. There'll come a day. There'll come a day. Yeah, so that's, I thought that was very dramatic. That's what I got. Okay, so I gotta. This is uh, one of my favorite songs on this album. I love them, Unmistakable. They sing, it's so good. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, two thumbs up. I wrote ZZZ. Zed, Zed. This is so painful. I wow. Like I don't like it. Oh my god. Nope. Lydia and Sophia are duking it out, man. Uh, <laughs> this is. Normally, I'm with Lydia. This whole album, I've been with Lydia, but this is far and away my favorite song on the album. Okay. Um, this al So this was 2007, right? I feel like at this time, I was like 22. I like, you know, still had hope for my life. <laughs> um, and like this song really, the, the message of the song is like, what if... Uh, what if I've met the person that I'm like supposed to with the love of my life? What if I've met them or I crossed them on the street and I didn't notice, 
right? Like, what if I've missed out on the person that I'm supposed to be with? Or have I not met them yet? Or like, well, how would I, how do I know when I meet the person that I'm supposed to be with for the rest the love of my life, so to speak? And so th- there's a there's a few songs. In, within, what are the chances? What are the chances? What are the chances? It's a little bit different. Okay. Right? Because chances is about like, what are the odds that we would have met? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? This is like, what if I've met you and I just don't realize that you're my person? Okay. Right? Um, So, yes, at this time of my life, I was like, this song is like the song of my life. I'm like, how, you know, what, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just think it's really nice. Um, I think it's a really nice, I think it's a pretty song. I like the lyrics. I like how they sing it. I like everything about it. Mm All right. All right, so the last song on the regular album um, is Unsuspecting Sunday Afternoon. This one is Brian, AJ, Howie, Nick, uh, whoever Mann was. I think his name was Dan Mann. Billy Mann. And our buddy Dan McCullough. (laughs) And it's produced by McCullough. Um, I wrote, she's gone. He's thinking of her pain. That's what i got from that song so yeah oh. now they're ending the song from the intro and you get the full ballad i really enjoy this song two thumbs up as well i wrote this is very emo elton john vibes nope <laughs> elton john vibes emo slash elton john it was like like a, like a mix I could see that. I, I don't get the Elton John vibes. I guess I get the emo vibes. Okay. Uh, for some reason, this song kind of reminds me in content, lyrical content of Siberia. I feel like they mm. kind of are the same, uh, about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like this song also. I think it's different. I think it's not, it's pretty. It's a nice song. Uh, I like. It. I, I'm a little bit shocked that this is a con- considering the other two songs they wrote were Cheese City. Um, this is a much nicer song. Um, so yes, I like this one also. Awesome. All right. So just really quickly, Japan had uh, bonus tracks. Close my eyes. There's us. Uh, the U.S. and Europe had limited edition bonus tracks downpour in in pieces uh featuring uh, pitbull it was terrible in pieces nope downpour downpour, downpour. Okay. yeah it was kind of like remember, at, no. at the time downpour with pitbull i, I don't I remember downpour with pitbull either i listened I to it it's one of those times when you know like the justin bieber era where like it's like i need a i need a black guy to rap to like make me look cool they had pitbull to do that but it didn't work I literally oh. don't remember the song. Okay. At all, I don't so. remember that. No, me neither. That's why you. when I saw it on Wikipedia, I'm like Pitbull. I love Pitbull, and I'm like, ow, ow, god. <laughs> yeah. no, okay, no. so Australia, Mexico, and Canada deluxe editions had downpour in pieces. There's us. Asian tour bonus tracks. Nowhere to go. Uh, there was a couple of remixes. Inconsolable, helpless when she smiles, and satellite. Um, satellite is a good one. Asian tour DVD has uh, just inconsolable two of them making of the video help us when she smiles nine days in Tokyo. And then it says unreleased songs, demos or alternate versions. 
happily never after and evergreen. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what any of that means. Overall, a very depressing album. Not a fan. Uh, in the States, it debuted at number seven. It sold about 81,000 copies in the first week. Being their sixth number uh, top 10 albums uh, following Never Gone. Uh, as of March 2015, it sold 229,000 albums in the United States. So not so good when you compare it to like other ones, like the bigger albums, obviously, where they sold like a million in a week or whatever. So, um, yeah. So anyways, it, oh, worldwide, the album has sold 1.5 million copies. And in Japan, 440. 400,000. All right, guys, what are your favorite songs? Um, I, I only got one. It was just inconsolable. That was it. So I'm gonna, <laughs> that's it. No, I'm going to also great. go inconsolable because that's the only one I starred. I put check marks beside something I've already know, Helpless When She Smiles, and You Can Let Go. But I guess I'll do, I guess I'll do Helpless When She Smiles and something I already know. I don't know. My three are unmistakable, unsuspecting Sunday afternoon, and inconsolable. Uh, yeah, mine are pretty easy because there's only three songs I like. Uh, unmistakable, unsuspecting Sunday afternoon, um, and treat me right. All right, so I like go. I like that album, but that's okay. No thanks. It Overall, was, I was like, man, it's not for me. I, it's not. I man. think I like it also because that was like the era that I got to meet them for the first time. Right. So they give me a sentimental value for me. That's why. But uh -huh. oh, that makes sense. All right. Well, you guys uh, in the comments below or in any of our social media um, pages, boy band break. Let us know what your favorite songs were. All right. That's all I got. Thanks, away, uh, <laughs> Thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.